everybody back themselves after our guys put a beat down on them earlier this year. In Golden State. Right to the Welcome to Views from the Clutch. I go by the name of Smart Alex. I'm here with my brother from another. C. Graham. Yes, sir. And we are here to bring you episode 54 or 4. 54, son. 54 of Views from the Clutch. As always, a big time thank you to our subscribers and viewers, listeners, and supporters. As always, if you'd like to leave us a message, you could do so on any of the podcasting platforms where we are hosted. You can also send us an email directly via viewsfromtheclutch at gmail.com. Tag us on social media at Views from the Clutch on Facebook and Instagram. What it is new? Yo, everything straight. What's good? Yeah, man. Times is always going to test you, but it's how you respond. You heard? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's one of those situations where we didn't really have a scripted plan but we're gonna still carry it out and cover what is hot and what's not in the NBA um our previous two episodes it's funny the time they dropped the the seasoning on them was perfect ironically Mm -hmm. so um the last thing we dropped was the all-star predictions and now we're here with the all-star starters being named um what's your take on who actually made well, I mean, I think I was kind of on the money. One of us was like pretty much on the money. Like, we took into account, well, it was a few things, right? All right. One thing, how they broke down, how they picked the players. Obviously, they had the fan vote, the players vote. 50 per- f- fan vote is 50%. Players vote is 25. 25. And coaches is the other 25. I thought uh, media? It wasn't media? Oh, media. Me, not coaches. Because coaches get the reserves. So, it's media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, with that so, being said, we got in the East, Giannis as the captain. In the West, um, LeBron as the captain. Mm-hmm. The remaining East All-Stars are Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kemba, and Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Um, in the West, the remaining starters are Anthony Davis, Luka, James mm-hmm. Harden, and Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the format is kept itself the same, so there will be some sort of draft where they'll get to pick their prospective rosters, LeBron and um, Giannis. Um, A funny, interesting stat that just came across my timeline and I had to double check to make sure it was true. LeBron James has been to more All-Star games than the entire East All-Stars combined. 16 All-Stars visits for LeBron, 13 total for the East Mm All-Stars. Wow. Wow, that's an insane random stat. And the way that these random stats now just manifest themselves is even more hilarious. But no, it is what, what do you think? Um, 
I hope that LeBron and Giannis figure out a way to split Kemba and Trey Young from each other. Mm-hmm. Depending on how the reserves shake out, I mean, there is a possibility of some more small guys getting voted in. I mean, I don't know who, but I think the remaining guys that probably get put into the actual also what so does this mean Kyrie's not going? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean I I pro- probably like I said again when we talked about it, I talked about the fact that they have probably taken into account the, the very few amount of games that he actually played. Um I thought that also where they're at in standings it was kind of tricky to get him in because when we as we left off before on the East, a lot of these teams, if it plays out with these coaches, some of these teams are going to get two players. So Brooklyn is going to be bumped out. Kyrie, I think, is going to be bumped out. I mean, because if if we go with the fact that we talked about what the coaches might be doing, not necessarily what we want, but what might happen because of we're looking at the trends of what has happened in the past. Milwaukee gets two players. Miami will probably get two players. So that's four right there. There's a strong possibility that Toronto might get two. So you're saying, right, because Jimmy didn't, doesn't get the starter vote. Yeah. So now you've got to, now the coaches have to put Jimmy and Bam in. Exactly, as reserves. And so you put those two as reserves. If you put Chris Middleton, that's three. You're going to put probably Jason Tatum as four. Uh, you're going to probably put somebody from the Pacers, whether it be Brogdon or Sabonis, that's five. Um, uh, you may or may not put Bradley Beal. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, may or may not. I mean, again, he is he's like the what top five in scoring. Um, but I think okay, even if you did Bradley you Beal might, okay. is going to be an All Star before Ben Simmons. Will whoa, whoa, be? no, no, but again, no, no. We're talking about Kyrie. I'm not talking about Ben Simmons. I was going to name Ben Simmons next. Um, so that, okay. that Ben Simmons would be that would be seven. And get I think they get one more bonus, and I think you get a bonus guy. Okay, so if you get a bonus a guy, a wild card of some sort. That's what I mean. So then that might that might be a situation where Toronto might get Kyle Lowry. You know what I mean? Like, okay, let me say this: seeing how the teams are playing, seeing how they're playing this season alone, and the amount of games, I think you would put Kyle Lowry over Kyrie. Not like I would want that, but. Just to say that, hey, you're rewarding winning for one. In Toronto, nobody thought that they were going to be this good, you know. And Colorado, uh, uh, well, uh, what? What? No, nobody thought that. Well, again, did I'm nobody. Now, say y'all hear that, people? Ha. Y'all hear that, people? Right? Wait, listen, y'all hear listen, that? Listen, that's listen. that's his first. That's his first jab. Oh, that's not All even right, a cool. jab. Again, okay. Let me say this. Yeah, you, it was you, more like a body. Blow. Okay, you, you, oh, we, well, we both. Let me say this. You were the first one to say yes. You thought Toronto's would be just as good be, for one because of how they play without Kawhi and also being in the East and also that nucleus besides Kawhi was still intact and all those players playing together for the same amount of years. And they've got arguably a top five coach. He's a lot better. He's a lot better than I expected when he first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, again, so okay, so if that's the bubble, if Kyrie or Kyrie or Kyle Lowry bubble, you're probably going to put they got, the coaches are probably going to put uh, Kyle Lowry over Kyrie because you're talking about 
Kyle Lowry, who's played 35 games, versus Kyrie, who's played only like honestly, 16. Honestly, you don't have to justify it to me. I mean, listen, let's just be clear. Neither one of us disagree that Kyrie Irving is an all-star talent. Mm-hmm. And we both accept there's a realistic possibility that an all-star level talent, which there are quite a few that you didn't name, mm-hmm. aren't going. Yeah. And I said that from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Like My dream of a Chicago reunion, that's a dream. I understand the reality of how it's going to play out. Mm-hmm. Is it? Would it have been sexier for the NBA to somehow get all three of those guys into Chicago in, in the all-star game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would they be able to conjure a way to make that happen? Obviously not. Well, not obviously not, but the opportunity for it has yet to happen or manifest, and we think those odds are low. So, yeah. Um, what about the West? What about the West? I think as much as you just pointed out how much traffic is taking place in the East, I don't know if the West is going to be even easier to navigate because remember you, you, you have what a total of what one guard, one actual, no, you don't have a true guard on the West all-star starters. Luca is the size of a small forward. He just, uh, he's a point forward who gets to, you know, initiate the offense. Same thing for LeBron. And then you got Anthony Davis, who's a four slash five. Oh, I'm sorry. James I said Harden. they don't have a guard. They got James Harden. They got James Harden. Mm-hmm. They're good. Because James Harden plays, you know, a hybrid. He's a 1-2, he's 2-1, a two, two, depending on who's on the floor with him. Yeah, they're fine. They'll make it work. But, again, you've got to do something, too. I think it's going to boil down to who plucks who first. I think LeBron is going to snatch Kemba. Because, you know, LeBron's the OG. I don't think he's going to snatch him first. When we get down to, I guess we'll have to make sure we get a cast in as soon as the reserves are named. Like, yeah, probably that yeah, night, yeah. We'll, probably have to, we'll probably have to jump on and record it just so that we can speak on it, on who we think will get plucked. Because I don't know what the window will be, but we'll definitely try to get that turned around quick for y'all. But when it comes down to actually picking those teammates, whew. but anyway, let's go through the well, West. Well, also, they, they and... named the reserves next week. Right. So, right. But what I'm saying is if they name the reserves on Wednesday, we got to record Wednesday yeah. because they'll do, the, they'll do the picking. Because remember, the picking got done before the actual game. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not like they – so they had opportunity to practice as, you know, their separate rosters. Yes. That one little walkthrough media thing that they do. So th- there's a window for us to do maybe a prediction on who will get picked and get it out there for y'all. That would be dope if we can get that done. Mm-hmm. And then when they actually get picked, you know, we'll come back and – I don't want to overanalyze the All-Star game. Let's nah, just be real. Yeah, yeah. it would be a waste of time. It is, still, it is still the world's most watched pickup game of basketball. Yeah, we'll call it that. Mm-hmm. It gets serious depending on who's playing, what's at stake, and so on and so forth. There, there's a lot of intrigue to it because um, even though I mentioned the sexiness of the Chicago, um, nobody actually clapped back at me for it after listening to the cast, and I'm grateful for that. I appreciate y'all not being too mean about it. But Chicago's own Anthony Davis is going to be in Chicago for the All-Star game. And the last time that he had an All-Star moment was when he dropped 52 in New Orleans. So there's a a nice gathering of stories coming together 
for this year's All-Star game. I'm definitely excited to see who the reserves are. Um, well, let's do the West then. I, we just did the East. Yeah, we definitely got to do the West. We definitely got to do the West. So I'm going to, again, pass the rock to you. And based off of what you've seen named as the starters and using, you know, the C Grand model, put walk me through who you think the high probability West reserves are. All right, I'll, I'll do. I I run through it a relatively uh, faster. Uh, let's say Utah is second currently. They just beat. They just beat Dallas uh, just now. Uh, so they 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 so hold get Donovan the, Mitchell in. I'm thinking, but I'm thinking they're gonna reward. Really go bare because he's he he got to figure he's what one of the few people to ever get two time defensive player of the year two time all first team I think first team or second team um and never been didn't all-star. Dwight do that oh no but oh, never been, been a, an all-star. never been an all star okay yeah so yeah and never should be so whatever. again but you know again I would I'm thinking okay but I mean listen skip that skip that I, I'm just I'm just being silly because um my man from. What was his name? He was once an all-star, Jamal McGraw. So, yeah. <laughs> it could be you. Next. All right. So, okay. I'm thinking like this. I'm thinking Utah might get two players, right? You, I'm thinking just for now. Mitchell, Gobert. The Clippers, I don't think Paul George played enough, so they might not give, him, give them a, a second guy. Uh, Denver got Jokic. So, that's three players. Um, I'm thinking I'm thinking they're going to put Chris Paul, and because they're actually uh, a game, about a game and a half behind Dallas for the sixth seed, you know. So okay, so that's four players. Then I'm thinking Dame Lillard is five, and you got two more players, which I think I would like to see Ja in there, Ja Morant, but uh, I don't know if they'll do that. Uh, I'm thinking that last. Maybe this be the year Devin Booker gets in. Um, other than that, like I said, that that's about it. That's um. So if I do Devin Booker, that's seven, right? Or my math wrong? I said two from Utah, uh, Joker, um, Chris Paul, Dame Lud, um, Booker, and then possibly maybe West. Mm, damn Westbrook. Oh, yeah, I guess you could put Westbrook. I would like to put Jama right before Westbrook personally because I felt like his team is heck. It's only three games under 500. They're in the eighth seed. There's a possibility they could be a 500 team by the All Star break, you know, or better. You know what I'm saying? Depending on if they go on another winning streak. So I'm doing that Westbrook slash Morant. I would like to see Morant, but again, I would not be surprised if it's Westbrook because. You know, because he has been an all-star before. He also is labeled as one of the top guards in the league. And they normally don't get... Labeled? I'm just saying he's... He's he, labeled? Yeah, but he's, he's not? No, I'm not saying he's not. No, 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 I'm not saying he's not. No, no, no. Again, he is. Okay. okay, he is. I'll say that. He is. But let me say this also. They don't necessarily reward rookies for rookie... I mean, for all-star games. So it might be... Because you know, um, you know, and I'm part of the interruption... You know Westbrook just dropped forty five. Yeah, no, 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 taking a single three pointer, and you know, like is, that's one of those things that's like historically rarely done. Exactly, he continues to keep putting himself in categories. And what's the number one gripe against Russell Westbrook? He's a horrible three point shooter. Yeah, but if you score forty five without taking a three, and you shot well, yeah, you remind, and you're a perimeter player. Yeah. 
You're doing a lot out there, bro. You're doing a lot. I, but back to the back to the matter. Yeah. Right? So I think that's I think that's the roundup. I think they will get Westbrook over Morant. Um. So I'm. So that's what I'm. I'm going with. I said, so those are the those are the seven that I think get in. I'll be. And don't you have to you have to throw a wild card out there too? Wait. So it's eight players or it is? Yeah, I think it's five plus eight. Remember how they they wound really? up sneaking? Um. And I think that they're gonna keep that because remember they did that with the whole forcible entry of Dirk and Dwayne Wade, but the minutes, nobody complained, and the fans loved it, so I think there might be that one wild card. Okay. Where I, think, well, if that's... I think the coaches are bound to, like, seven by, you know, positional... I don't know what the hell. All right, well, let's, is, let's, let's, let's just stick with seven. I mean, because in the event that that's not the case, you know what I mean? Okay. I mean, if it's if if that is the case, I think Jog is in. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But if it's not, let's just go by what what the because there's no special player this year. No special. So did you put Devin Booker in your, in your I put I, I put Devin Booker. I think him him and Westbrook would be the last two uh like the you know those I think those would be the last two in. I think the last okay. two in. Uh because honestly the West yeah again if Paul George is not in I think that's how Devin Booker gets in. If they don't if I think if they include Paul George then I don't think Devin Book is getting in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but um, but he's only Paul George has only played 26 games, and I mean, well, shoot, I mean, they could. I see, this might be the year where. Let me say this: I would not be surprised, and don't, don't hold me to it. I might not be surprised if they put Montrez in there. If they put Montrez in there as an also because he's been putting a lot of work in. You know, um, as that sixth and sixth seventh man. I mean, he kind of shares that time with Lou Will, but I would not. Well, Lou Will's been starting in Lou exactly. of the whole Paul George thing. So, so I saw one of those Clippers players. So the Clippers might get two players in there because of yuck. So, yuck. yuck. <laughs> I'm just saying, yo. You know, you, the thing about you know every season, every season is always a snub. And there's always somebody. Oh yeah, in there. of course. And there's always somebody in there. Everybody's like, "What? Oh, come on!" Like nobody yeah, wants like to I see said, that. There was a year that Jamal McGlure was an All Star, and he—I I don't know if he started, but like, no, nah, no, nah, he didn't start. He had, but he, yeah, yeah, he was a vote, coach's vote. But again, all right. So, what's your take on the players that got in, or that I'm saying I can get in the seven that got in? Uh, want me to run it back or no? You, you know, um, you said Dame, right? Yeah, I said Dame. I said, yeah. I mean, Dane dropped sixty-one, and his team is what not in the playoffs right now. But they're the same record as the Suns, pretty much. You know what I mean? So yeah, so the Suns, so the Suns and 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 the Trailblazers have two firepower guards who are not competing for a playoff spot, but well, they are. The I players mean, are worthy of. I mean, not are not currently in position you, yeah, for the you. playoffs, but mm-hmm. have you know star power, all star talent level players. Um, I, I think it's really hard to fault Dane when you look at him statistically mm-hmm. and compare his seasons to his other all-star seasons and mm-hmm. say, okay, well, he didn't do enough this year. Well, if his numbers of clips are on par with what he's done in previous all-star seasons, it's tough to snub him. Mm-hmm. I think Dev, because his team and he had the sh- showcase again, which he's always had, to you can lead a winning team, he still hasn't done it. And if you're going to keep Zach out, 
then yeah, I'm not trying to see Devin Booker in an All Star game. Not with his team. What what his record on their team versus the Bulls record? It's probably not too far apart, is it? Uh, hold on, give me one second. You said oh, they have the same. Okay, Phoenix is. I don't 19- think they have the same record. No, no, no but Phoenix, Phoenix is 19 and 26, and they're two games out the eighth seed. Now the Bulls are 17 and 30, but they're three and a half games out. So that could be, you know, that's the same ballpark. Right. So you got two teams that are equally bad yet could be better. Obviously, the Bulls are, when you say 30 versus a number that's less than 30, it's always going to look the way it looks. And there's two more wins for Phoenix. Fine, fair, whatever. But those are two electrifying guards on teams that aren't close enough to what they probably need to be to make those guys auto ends. So that's why it's easy for me to say that it's just going to be another year where we don't get to see Dev. Um, I think he's made for the All-Star game because he takes so many shots mm-hmm. that are, like, easily overlooked in All-Star games that get you sneaky points. Like, remember that year um, Glenn Rice lit up the All-Star game real quick? Oh, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, Because I just think, like, he got hot. Like, he was three-point shooting hot in, like, one quarter, and – that was enough. And the All-Star game exposes those type of shots. Mm-hmm. Like Westbrook be putting up crazy numbers in All-Star games because he'll take a lot of mid-range doof balls that most people won't take. But they be so uncontested and wide open that it's like, you know, it's like cha-ching, 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 and everybody's running up and down the court and the game is going to be 160 to 150. Mm-hmm. So you, those points get overlooked. The next thing you know, he's got 28. You're like, oh my God, how did he do that? Meanwhile, you know, the stars, the only time that you notice them scoring, they're doing something you know, all-star worthy, like LeBron is catching a oop or this, mm-hmm. that, and the third. Point is, that's why I think Devin Booker could be able to sneak in and, like, if when he does, like, he's going to, especially, oh, my God, the year that they let Devin Booker start, if he's still in his prime, he's going to go off. But, um, who else did you say as far as the West? Uh, I said two from Utah, which is Mitchell and Gobert. I said... I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm fine with Mitchell... I understand Gobert going. Um, it's just watching him play basketball on offense is just like so not eye-friendly to me because I just feel like obviously he's got a great physical stature and I get it. Everybody can't be everybody, but like JaVale McGee got a better offensive package than Rudy Gobert. And they're comparable in size and height. You understand what I'm saying? Like, Rudy brings none of that. Like, at least you could throw the ball to JaVale and he's going to come up with something now. Like, he's got that in his game. If you give the ball to Rudy and you do a 5-4-3-2-1, he might try to take a fadeaway skyhook or something. Like, it's going to be bad. And it's not going to look good. And it's not going to look comfortable. And it's not going to look like something where he, he poses a threat. And I just feel like in the All-Star game, come on, my guy, you, you're the defensive player of the year. Really? <laughs> in the All-Star game? All right, cool story, man. Um, he's going to go, though, whatever. Who else? Uh, I said the Joker. So I think he's, oh. he's a shoe win, I believe. Yeah, I w- listen, if they could find a way to put the Joker in and forget Gobert, Gobert, I'm cool with that. Oh yeah, 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 of course, of course. Then um, I'm... and I think, and I think because again, I don't think that the two all star rule really is enough when you talk about a team like Utah. I think it's undeniable 
the credit you have to give Donovan Mitchell because he's been the guy who's been there every game, showing up, giving you exactly what he's supposed to give you every night in spite of the new guys on the team fitting in, them ebbing and flowing. Because there was a time where, you know, Radmanovich was hot. We're not talking about him right now. But that whole time, Donovan was still consistent. Mm -hmm. There was a time where we were talking about Mike Conley not knowing how to play basketball anymore. Mike Conley's starting to get comfortable. So it's like the only real consistent you could count on me from day one guy was Donovan. And you do have to reward that. And obviously you probably do reward Gobert because it's not like he wasn't blocking shots the whole time. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And you were, you were probably, you know, he's probably in the top 10 in rebounding. I think he might, yeah, he might be number, he's definitely, he's, he's averaging 14 and a half rebounds. So, so he's probably second because what, it's him and on um, Drummond. Yeah, I'm about to check that to make yeah. sure. So it, that's the only guy. I yeah, could he's, sec- he's, sec- he's second to Andre Drummond. Yep. So, okay, you got the number, you're, you're the second leading rebounder in the league. You probably are, you're definitely top five in blocks. I just think um, if you could give me a choice between who I would rather see in the All-Star game versus who's deserving, I would swap Porzingis in and him out. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think Porzingis, I think, yeah, I think, I think. Porzingis is more fun to watch aesthetically in that type of game. He's not going to go, but mm-hmm. um, no, I totally follow you. Uh, I said, I said, um, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, because he's got the Oklahoma City, who none of us thought for one hit at this point in the season he'd still be there when the season started. And you know why I got quiet? You know why I got quiet? Because when you bring up Chris Paul, I, I, yeah, I'm so I'm so easily sidetracked. Shout out to the um, National Basketball Players Association for stepping in and making us aware of their consistent, even though it didn't seem like it to us, but their consistent monitoring of Delonte West and their attempt to try and get him back into a better place. And the reason why that comes to mind is because Chris Paul is the head of the Players Association Union. Yeah, Chris Paul, listen, to go to Oklahoma City, be away from your family, be an absolute professional, be a leader, to um, continue to allow SGA to thrive without being, because they essentially play the same position, but they've managed to coexist and both of them thrive. And Schroeder drives with them too. And, and Schroeder has always been a team player since he got to Oklahoma City. So I, I, I've always tipped my hat to Schroeder because, remember, he left Atlanta as a starter and came to Oklahoma City, became the sixth man, and he sat behind Westbrook, and now he sits behind Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. And you don't, hear, you don't hear a peep from him. That's and true. he goes out there, and he puts whoever is against him in the torture rack. And there's no, mm-hmm. I need to be out on the floor more. There's no, none of these other guards can stop me. He doesn't have any of the Dion Waiters mantra to him. And he's he's as good. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to get to that. But so yeah, Chris Paul deserving. Who else? Uh, that's that's what we already said. Dame. Um, I think that might be it. Well, uh, the Westbrook thing. But again, I was putting Westbrook as the last, um, as one of the wild cards. So, and like I said, that was the whole thing with Ja. Like, do you do? I think I think there's no Western coach who wants to get punched in the face. So they'll probably they'll probably do right by by Brody. They'll probably do right by Brody. I think his I think him and Jimmy Butler are the, their conferences two most don't want to piss off players. 
as an opposing coach because they know like not not too many people are as psychotic as those two are to literally make that something that they can publicly take as a motive nobody wants to be that bulletin board material mm-hmm. so i think the fact that westbrook who has continued to essentially match what he's always done in a whole new environment and there was a time when james harden you know he got his skills taken by the monsters for a week where brody was doing his thing i mean mm-hmm. the rockets were winning games they shouldn't losing games they should win they weren't uh, listen you can't win when a guy goes one for 17 from three when a team went two for 27 or whatever the hell it was they did against golden state point is james harden is one of their guns his gun was not shooting straight for like a week and a half and during that time russell westbrook he continued to hold the fort and he's developed a, a great chemistry he's done a lot of change into the whole houston dynamic there's another thing I want to get into on that because it's so funny, this whole dichotomy of what's happening in Houston and where people have wound up after the whole mellow thing. But, um, yeah, I think you get Westbrook in there. And um, that's pretty much all I want to say when it comes to that whole all-star situation. Until they name the reserves, I'm good. Yeah, um, yeah. it's going to be it's gonna be something so, to see. So, yeah, let's, 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 let's jump around. Like, we're gonna be, we, this is just basically going to be passes and you still got to catch them and finish so the first wild pass is what the hell is golden state doing how the hell do you just give away willie Cauley stein for a second round pick to dallas easily you just you don't you're um you don't want to keep them you're over the tax the luxury tax so you try to cut that two million dollars for a future draft pick that you could use either for at the trading deadline for something or for actually keep the draft pick you know what i mean and it could be something something done you get rid of them. You see, yeah, your that's season, a cheap. Your season's already a wash, so might as well save some money. And you clearly don't see Willie Carly Stein as a piece that is necessary for when you get all your your, your guns back. So mm-hmm. a formal declaration of where a franchise, two franchises now feel well. Not, I can't say two. He left Sacramento. They didn't like not ask him to come back. He just him and his agent. They made that statement that they made, like you know. Sacramento's not doing what they should for him. So we're going to take our talents elsewhere. That's how he wound up in Golden State in that two-year deal. Now he gets to go. He finally gets rewarded with a winning team. And he gets to, unfortunately, replace somebody who I actually enjoy watching play because of his symbiosis with Luka and Dwight Powell, who's ruptured his Achilles tendon. And um, when you're 6, 9, 10, 11 plus, and your number one trait is your ability to get off the ground, Wish you a, uh, I, I wish you all the best in trying to come back, Dwight, because a rupture, and that's the thing. People think there's a difference between a ruptured and a tear. They're the same thing. It's just a different word for it. So it's still your Achilles that's tore, still got to be stitched back, still the same rehab, rehab process. Neither of the two is better than the other. It's just a medical term that one doctor chooses to use over the other. So if you rupture your Achilles tendon, you've torn it. Now, do you tear it completely? That's when they say a complete tear and maybe a rupture is just a rip. But it's the same concept. When you have to stitch back the Achilles, you're still going to go through the same exact, you know, walk back into healthiness. So it's unfortunate that that was the reason why that trade happened and Dallas had to spring into action and quickly go and get themselves a serviceable big man. Um, Dwight played starting minutes, though, didn't he? What, what was there? No, he was the reserve because it was Kleba. Mm-hmm. 
Kleba, Zingis, Tim Hardaway, uh, Luca. Actually, no, I thought I thought, I thought Powell did play the starters minutes. He did. He did. He get. He. I know he got close to thirty minutes a game. I don't know if he got it as a starter or as a reserve. Like maybe he started and then was like the first guy down. Um, because uh, yeah, he started. What's uh, the other guy? 30... What's the other three? Oh, uh, Finley yeah, so Smith. Was... Finley Smith. It was the other starter. And how many starts? And how many? How many did Finley Smith get? He got starts. Forty-one starts out of forty-four games, but Powell got thirty-seven starts out of forty games. So, and Kleber got Kleber didn't get. Hold on, Cleveland. Where the hell is Cleveland? Cleveland only got ten starts, so here's the bench. He's the guy that comes off the oh, bench. Oh, so so Cleveland is the so Dwight Powell is essentially the yeah, starting. So five. basically, okay. it was Powell, it was Powell, Pazingas, Luca, um, Tim Hardaway, and Finley Smith, along with Luke. Yeah, okay. that's the five. Pretty much, they're starting five because Tim Hardaway got. Two. Okay, so they needed to replace a starting center who can set screens and roll to the rim from the Spain mm-hmm. pick and roll. Yeah. Uh, does Willie and I mean Dwight? didn't really try to take that many three-pointers. So I know that wasn't really a facet of, of their offense, him using that. And I don't think he was much of a mid-range shooter. So I guess he'll, I guess he'll snap right in. Yeah, I think so. As soon as they figure out, as soon as they figure out what his dunk range is, because you know, Dwight, how Dwight Powell had a totally different radius of where he could go get the ball versus Carly Stein. Carly Stein can go get the ball, but he's taller. So you can probably put the ball in some, some situations a little higher above the rim not as far away because that's that's where I think Dwight Dwight was more of a he could cover ground jumper mm-hmm. and Willie's one of those go up and get a jumper so you'll probably see tighter alley oops more you know towards the square whereas with Dwight Powell you could just kind of put it in the vicinity and he would figure it out with his athleticism so I think they'll figure that out you know it won't take long because Luca is freaking phenomenal at throwing alley oops even his bad alley oops be looking saucy so. Yeah, and they were averaging about the same. I'm looking at the stats now. Seven and five or something yeah, like that. It was um yeah, Carly Stein was averaging seven and six rebounds and uh Powell's averaging nine nine points and five rebounds. So you know what I mean? And you know Sacramento was making I mean not Sacramento, but you know that you know that freaking um Golden State wasn't making any effort to get a five man fed in their offense. No matter who they had out there yeah. and since Steve Kerr has been the coach, feeding the five men is not something that they're going to care about. So I'm pretty sure that Dallas went out, scoured the, scoured the rosters, and, you know, nailed in on, on Corley Stein. They probably already had eyes on him, even with Dwight Powell in the mix, and just figured, hey, we need to do this. And Golden State is in a position where, again, Golden State continues to be fleeced because of their propensity to try and save money in weird situations. Mm-hmm. So that's how... Kedrick Nunn, Kendrick Nunn got free and winds up where he was in Miami. True. Um, okay. What what other wild pass can I throw you away? Uh, what was that you sent me earlier about Melo and all those points he had scored? Was that just oh, that like was, an anniversary yeah, of the game? It was anniversary of Melo scoring his career high 62 in the garden against um <laughs> against the Bobcats. That's when he scored 62 in the garden six years ago. And it was um but then also, what else did I send? No, I sent you something else. No, I sent you the Carly Stein thing. But uh, yeah, so that's what that's all it was. Was Mello, Mello the fact that Mello was um six years ago to that day, scored his career high in the Garden. Yeah, sixty two points, thirteen rebounds. He was twenty three for thirty five shooting, six for eleven from three. Um, 
He was putting that. He was definitely um going in. And the fact that Dallas traded for Willie Cauley Stein for a twenty twenty second round pick, you know, so that's that's nothing. You know what I mean? They, again, oh. all right. So, um, again, I, I got plenty of wild passes for you. So just be ready. Right. This this one we on the break, and um, you got your left hand up like you about to do something in midair. So I'm just gonna bounce it really hard from the three point line and have you go get it, like my young boy. Zion Williamson. Uh, Zion Williamson. He's back. Two games in. Two yeah. games in. What's your hot take, bro? What's your hot take, bro? Um, Are we looking at the future of the NBA? Yeah, like I said, if, if he's healthy, he's game time, man. He's, he's big time. You know what I mean? Because what I'm seeing from him is that that energy that he gives, that that charisma, that's that joy, that that feeling for the league, that, that I'm happy to be here type thing. So he, he um, So he's like a juice shot. He's like a juice. Yo, shot. is he? He's a, yeah. He's, he's like Red he, Bull. He's exactly. Yo, he's a shot of adrenaline, man. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to figure that crowd at home, the two home games that they played was so electric. Did I mean, you see the block? Yo, that's oh, that's what I meant to send you. You know, that's why you got to get on Instagram, man, because I send it to people on Instagram. Yo, yo, it looked like he looked, it looked like he got shot out of the cannon or something, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo. I was like, yo, son. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, so so let's get back to the basketball era. I mean, the basketball centric portion of we we've got the hype out the way. So, whew. all right, that adrenaline shot just wore off. This was brought to you by the new Jordans that Zion's wearing. Um, they're deploying him randomly as a five mm. in small lineups, and that's when he got that block. Yep. And what I noticed is that he does what all elite athletes do when they play out of position and that's they time their defense so mm-hmm. he's not out there when he's playing the five to like keep a guy in front of him and this that and the third he's gonna help and then if mm-hmm. you're dumb enough to be the guy who he's defending and you think you're going to take advantage of the amount of space he's giving you he's going to embarrass quite a few big men this year, man. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to think they're ready to go up and get, you know, their typical, like, I can catch him, I can see him really get, giving Dwight Howard a bad one. You feel me? Because, you know, Dwight Howard always gets those, LeBron drew two people. LeBron throws it up in the air. And it looks mm-hmm. like there's nobody there to stop Dwight from catching that, you know, ridiculous easy dunk that he always gets, but he over-exaggerates it with his body motion, so it looks like he's doing something. Oh man, can you imagine Zion going to go eat one of those? It's going to be a lot of those for you guys, man. Don't test Zion. Don't test Zion because as a help defender, if he gets a chance to wind up and jump in your airspace, you're not jumping over him. Yo, but the crazy part about it was the fact that that block, he sent that block. Yo, he literally, <laughs> yo, he sent first that off, First like, off, the ball was on its way up and yeah, then he cool. hit it. The opposite trajectory, another 45 degrees upward. He literally changed the moment. And it wasn't one of those, it wasn't one of those where they catch it and then you could see that like they've got control of it and then they just keep throwing it. It was all one motion. It was just like, this is what it's like for you to crash against the wall. And and boom, and it went off camera. That's what I'm saying. When you get blocked out of the basketball field of view camera on national television, man. 
But um, back yeah. to the basketball era. So his first game, he goes on that crazy streak of hitting, you know, all those three points. I don't think that's sustainable. He proved it because the next game he didn't hit a three when he had a chance to. It's going to be up and down with his perimeter shooting, but the amount of gravity that this kid attracts and how scared grown-ass men are already of his presence on the court, it's a sight to see, man. But let me, like let's team. let's say this though. I'm gonna have to bring your boy, your boy, your other one of your one of your people into the mix. He's he Zion has already hit more career three pointers than Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Okay, mm. well, okay. What hand, what hand do they shoot with when they go out and play on the basketball court? Both left handed. What hand do you shoot with when you go out on the basketball court? Left handed. All right, cool. I'm saying I got more career shots than Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Listen, listen. Didn't I? Did I issued a challenge, and you told me my challenge was really misguided and and out of this world. And I said you're probably right. Well, guess what? You're probably right. You're definitely right. Ben Simmons, if he gets to what five by the end of the season, yo, it'll be make makes makes. Yo. If he gets to five makes by uh-huh. the end. Of, make sure make sure we're clear. We're not talking attempts. We're talking makes. So. Yeah, um, his, 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 I don't want to say refusal, but his decision to not deploy taking a three-point jump shot, it is, it is going to be a story until he decides to not make it a story. And there's not really much I could say about it. And again, I still feel like from an overall long-term, long-play view, Ben Simmons is the player who is going, you're going to get the most out of his presence as an NBA player than you will Joel Embiid. I just feel that way. I just feel that way. I just don't think that Embiid and big men, especially big men who have had foot problems, lower extremity problems, Mm -hmm. their, their decline is epic and it's quick or it's, I can't do this no more. I quit. That's what Yao Ming did. Mm. Yao Ming could have came back. He was like, "No, nah, I'm good. I- I- I've come back enough." Yeah, because he said he had too many of those injuries in consecutive years. Elgowskis tried it. Yeah, remember Elgowskis tried it, mm-hmm. and then he j- and then when he was time to go, they was like, "So why are you doing it?" He was like, "Yo, y'all don't even understand. I've been playing effed up, or I've been not myself for ten years." Exactly. And that was from when he hurt his he hurt his foot early in his career. Yep. So he'd been fighting back retirement for God knows how long. Exactly. That's true. Um, and and there's there's, there's more. Well, remember, just I would the, say Ben Simmons is two for five this season. So, at that rate, he'll get to four, and he's already played forty games. So mm-hmm. he's already passed the the half season threshold as far as total games played. Exactly. He, if he were to go on another two for five, like, He'd still be short because he played yeah. forty four. He played already played forty four games this season. So when people, when I was telling people that he won't even get to fifty attempts, people were looking at me like, "Nah, you crazy? Look what he did in the off season. He was he was crazy. He was Ray Allen in the off season." I'm like, "Yeah, nah, yeah." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, okay, okay, you selling it good." <laughs> I definitely wasn't one of those people. Because listen, as a person who doesn't shoot with the same hand as him, I defer to you. And I asked you at that time, I was like, "Do you look? Does that look like to you something that he can keep consistently?" And you was like, "Hell no." Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you were demonstratively hell no. Like, nah, bro, he can't hold water with that. He, he not, he's not going to be shooting that confidently. And 
I mean, I, I, I play devil's advocate, and I was like, well, I'm hoping for the sake of his evolution, he gets to this point. He didn't. He didn't. And for him to do it now would just be weird. You know what I'm saying? It would almost seem like he's, like, tanking mm-hmm. if he were to, like, go out and try to immediately make up for the lack of three-pointers that he's taken. But, but again, when your coach... Make up for it. It's a coach, comfort level. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. But when your coach tells you they want you to shoot at least one a game and the fact like that's the one thing about remember how we a couple well a while ago podcast we had to go where we did that comparison of Giannis and Ben Simmons Giannis no matter how funny it looks he's still trying it so that confidence gets there so he'll have those games where he hits five threes four threes or whatever because he's getting working it out you know what I mean no matter how much and the truth and the truth about shooting is that repetition Repetition, repetition mm-hmm. builds comfort. So you do mm-hmm. have to. I mean, you have to. You have to get yourself at a level where I, I know what it's like to. Uh, first and foremost, I know what it's like to shoot five threes from anywhere on the court in Philadelphia, where I'm going to be 41 times a season. Now I know what it's like to shoot five threes under that weird lighting that they use in Brooklyn, that recess lighting that they use in LA. The, you know, the forum style lighting that they kept, even though they're still in the, sta- the Staples Center. The same thing with Madison Square Garden. Like, the lighting. Those are all things that shooters, they, they combat by repetition. And if you don't do it in game situations, you're, you're not just going to break it out. Like, like it's been said, and it took this long for people to realize Dwight Howard can actually shoot a serviceable three-point ball. It's become a joke because him and JaVale did it, like, in back-to-back games or whatever. But if you look at the form and the release, you can tell that's somebody who's practiced that. Mm-hmm. Now, will his coaches and his confidence embolden him to make that a part of his everyday offense? No, mm-hmm. because he's been doing that since he was in Houston. Houston. Kevin McHale and Akin Melajuan both said he has a turnaround jumper over either shoulder. He will not shoot it in the game. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing the same type of phenomenon with Ben Simmons. Whereas on the other hand, look at, let's go to our most improved player candidates for this year or comeback player of the year candidates. I've seen lists that include people like Derrick Rose. He's not eligible for comeback player of the year. He's back. He's been back. Just because he hasn't played starters minutes until now doesn't mean that he, he, he's been like 18 and six for the past three years, believe it or not. Doesn't seem like it, mm-hmm. but his numbers are consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, who else did I see on this list? I well, saw for most them, improved? No, for comeback. Comeback. They, I saw Melo on the list, uh, which I didn't really understand. I mean, I, Melo is coming back, but, like, I, I don't know. It just felt weird to see Melo on a comeback player of the year list. Well, I mean, I guess you the fact that you were out pretty much all last season and it was to start this season and it looked like you were going to have a job, yeah, I guess you could say, you know, Come back because they, yeah. they they wrote you off and then now here you are to the point where it's like, oh yeah, Melo look like he could play another year or two. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah, definitely, so, definitely, definitely. Like, listen, I'm I'm saying from what we see from Melo and what yo, he's proven. Allen Iverson, yo. My man AI son. I just gotta respect every time I see Allen Iverson, gotta show him respect, man. Living legend, man. Where did you just randomly see what do you what what game are you watching? A Philadelphia Sixers game right now? You see, Hello? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Where do you see Allen Iverson at? No, he's at the. Um, I'm watching. Um, it's going to be the 76ers versus the Lakers, and AI uh, is about to come on and do in the pregame to jump 
So they're about to show Allen Iverson in the next couple of minutes after the commercial break, I believe. Um, okay, dope. Um, thank you for pointing that out because I put that on my TV. Yeah, right it's on ABC, so it's probably um, Channel 7 for you too. Yeah, yeah. Dope, dope, dope. So it's, 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 in, it's in the forum? I mean, not the forum, but it's in, it's in LA? No, nah, it's, it's out in Philly. Oh, yeah, it's, it's out in Philly. Okay. No, nah, because he's always at the, um, not always, but he's consistently at Sixers game. So, mm-hmm. but um, that was a nice little sidetrack to randomly just throw Allen Iverson out there the way you didn't throw him out there when I was giving you an opportunity. Yo, come on, man. Nah, AI definitely top 10, man. C. Grant, when you see AI, when you see C. Grant, make sure you talk to him about that snub, man. Nah, but that was no, that was just, you know, don't, don't, that was never, that was never the case. He was caught up in the moment. Yo, AI. needed atonement. A living legend, man. That's that's one thing. Ella, AI is a living legend, man. I don't care what anybody right, says. But I still about got, it. I still got, I still got wild passes for you. Oh, so, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, it circulated, it circulated that um, Doc Rivers apparently laid into Montrez Harrell after those comments that he made in um, early January about the Clippers not knowing how to win yet and how they're not even really a team yet. So he wasn't feeling that. What's your mm. take on that? Did you, did you ever get to hear? Or see those comments that Montrez made after that, nah, that lost the thing. I didn't hear that, but but you know there was recently. I was just gonna say recently they were talking about how the players. There's been you know of course sources and unnamed players are, are upset that the practices aren't as intense as they were last year because you got Paul George and Kawhi sitting out, so guys can't practice as hard and Doc's has past practice a little bit more relaxed. So maybe that's a sign of what you said that Montrez said a couple months ago. Um, the one thing Kawhi did say, everybody needs to just chill out and enjoy the process. You know, don't, mm-hmm. you, that's the thing about basketball. You know, these professional athletes, the top players always say, never get too high, never get too low. Stay that even kill because the, the game is a, is, a, is a lot of highs and lows. So if you approach the game trying to with that even kill, Never, you know, I don't want to get too. I don't want to be celebrated too much, and I don't want to get booed too much. Just keep it even. So, with that being said, um, I think having that Doc River stuff could it be some issues and some rumblings in the locker room? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I, gonna I, read them. I'm gonna read them. Okay, here we go. go. Here we go. Uh, let me make sure I set the table right. So the Memphis Grizzlies Grizzlies had just beaten the Clippers. This is January fourth earlier this year, 140 to 114 in Staples Center. Montrez Harrell after the game. We're not a great team. We're not a great team. I think that's what we need to realize and wake up. We're a team that still has to figure out things to win night in and night out. Um, There's more, but the way that they pegged this, I wouldn't want to have to play the audio and put us in any type of um, violation, compromising of copyrights. So I'm just leaving it there. But um, you guys go make sure you find it. It's on like NBC Sports websites and so on and so forth. But apparently Doc wasn't feeling more of what he said in regards to that and let him have it. But I think all of these things are what happens when you're in a major market and there's an opportunity for anything you to be anything you say to be turned into to, you know, a, a headline. So you have to be careful. And he's right. They, they, they're learning on the fly. And it's uncomfortable. And he's speaking to that. She's speaking to it. Um, it's weird, though, because at the same time, y'all got a better record than y'all had last year. 
by a wide margin. Y'all were something like 48 and 34. Mm-hmm. You already Last got- year. Yep. Eighth seed in the playoffs. Y'all are what? The third seed at like 31 and 13 or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's amazing. The, the it's amazing how it's amazing how records don't reflect the state of a team's uh, mind state and the players. Like you, we all think as fans, oh man, they win in mad games. Everybody got to be happy. And you got guys out there who the nature of basketball allows there to be a game inside of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, again, situations like that where you have a team that's, that's put together on the fly, it only can go one of two ways. I'm not surprised that right now the mood is not perfect, and I'm not surprised by Kawhi's comments. He's not the type that's going to, you know, reverse the energy and throw somebody else under the bus. I think he handled it. I think he handled it, and he's learned how to handle things like that, situations like this, you know, with a greater cool and calm. And by being so generic with some of his responses, like, he keeps himself out of the dangerous waters that guys like Kawhi, that, that Kawhi get. I mean, not Kawhi, but um, Kyrie get themselves into. Everybody knows we're a few pieces away. Now, there's an article out showing how poorly Kyrie has played since he said we need more pieces. I didn't find it to send it to you, but I just like, you see? You see what happens? Like, you keep, you keep putting the bullseye on your back. There's always going to be an arrow headed your way. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. The, the beauty of a superstar is not always in how well they play the game on the court, but it's also how well they play the game off the court. Mm-hmm. Like Russell Westbrook is so built in that he's kind of like an outlaw bad boyish type of superstar that because he's kept the same energy for the entirety of his career, there's like no room for interpretation with what he's saying or doing or how he's carrying himself. But when you try to be man of the people, then be the villain, like LeBron learned that. Remember LeBron went to Miami and he all of a sudden wanted to be a Star Wars character? Like, you know, we're the dark side of the force. Like, bro, shut up. We like being the bad guy. No, y'all don't. <laughs> we, we, can, we can embrace being the villains. And, yeah, okay, bro. And, and you went out there and proved after, and, well, Chris Bosch did it for you. But, so we're going to leave it at that. Um, what other wild pass can I throw you away? There was other stuff that I want to talk about. I'm just trying to see if I can get myself to it because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, here goes my computer screen. Let me see if it comes back. I'll have to pull it back up. There was one more um, interesting little tidbit that I had. What do you think about the resurgence or the, I guess the resurgence of Dwight Howard, I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of the reincarnation of, you know what I mean? Like, how Dwight Howard is basically... Okay, first and foremost, let's just speak to speak to something that is Dwight Howard didn't have any bad statistical seasons to have a resurgence. If you think about his last full season in the NBA, it was with the Charlotte Hornets, and I think he put up like 16 and 12. Mm-hmm. So... He comes back to L.A. and in limited minutes, his per 36 is probably identical. But he's dropped weight. Everybody says, oh, you know, in order for him to get his contract guaranteed, he's got to, you know, he's got to stay with them what they've, they made for him. The moment they guaranteed his contract, now he's screaming all over the place for alley-oops that me and you could go get if we was his hype. 
So I think that he was always himself. He's always going to be himself. It's just he's learned how to do it at a level that it's not a distraction to the whole team dynamic. And for that, I salute him. Because I've always been a fan of Dwight Howard. I've always admired his talent. But we all know he's a goofy. He's a goofy. He's, he's just a big kid. It is what it is. He likes to make people laugh. He likes to get the attention that comes with being an entertaining person. Nothing wrong with all that. And it looks like it's fitting in well with what the Lakers do. He's a, he's a great help defender. He's a great replacement level starter at center, which is what he's done for a few games that JaVel didn't play. Mm. Um, he's part of uh, another anchor on, you know, arguably one of the top five defenses in the NBA. Can't take nothing away from him. He hit a three-pointer. So, I mean, ben, he's looking at Ben Simmons and he's got his two fingers at his eyes like, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you, Ben Simmons. <laughs> So imagine that. Imagine JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard wind up ending the season with more three-pointers made than Ben Simmons. I wouldn't be if surprised. That happens, if that happens, put it on record. I have to issue an apology to everybody that I argue basketball with. Because at the end of the day, I cannot argue against a person refusing to make progress. And that's what Ben Simmons will be demonstrating. And it's, 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 it's understandable to me, because I get that whole, I got to do what makes me good and right. And I don't want to mess up by being focused on something that I'm not really ready for. But it's also unfortunate because the quicker you get that out of your system, like Giannis, like the way Giannis is speaking about shooting threes, like, oh man, it's, it's like, you know, it's like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. He's like, and God forbid, you know, when I really, really get comfortable, he's like, I'm, I'm just happy to take them. And they keep telling me to take them. So I don't have nobody looking at me like, oh, no, nah, what are you doing? They're like, nah, do this. Well, wait, 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 wait. You, your Dwight Howard thing is, Dwight Howard has already made more threes than, than Ben Simmons this season. <laughs> already, son. I knew he was going to You know, come on, son. Come on, son. Dwight <laughs> Howard is three for five. Three for five. You know, you know, I'm going next. I'm about to see Javel McGee. See what's the good word with McGee, Mister McGee. Hold on, son. Give, Yo, me, give me a, a warning before you give me a warning because I got so I can't afford to spill it, man. I cannot afford <laughs> to spill it. My man said Dwight Howard already outshot Ben. Sim- Yo, that's good. Listen, listen. Let's go for the clickbait. Better three point shooters. <laughs> <That's gonna> be- <laughs> Yo, son. Oh, we gonna get the we gonna get the um the speed limit fifty five sign for the episode. Oh, wait gonna- a ah uh, okay. I'm putting the soda down. Go ahead. Wait a second. Is this correct? Javel <laughs> five. Oh, they let yo they uh, they let Ben Simmons have it, son. <laughs> How are the Lakers quiet, 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 To the people out there, Smart Alex officially apologizes <laughs> for defending Ben Simmons and his greatness as a basketball player. I will no longer I will no longer supremely advocate that Ben Simmons is doing everything he can to be the best player he could be because my two Lakers. <laughs> 
Yo, Ben, man. Ben, help me out, Ben. Help me out, Ben. Yo, I might have to get the Michael Jackson song and put it in there. <laughs> oh, wow. Ben, what are you doing, brother? Ben, what are you doing, brother? You can't be out there behaving like all you know how to do is play milk crate basketball, bro. Yo, That's what I'm gonna start calling you, you the milk crate all star. Listen, this this would be the one podcast that Brett Brown, the coach, hears and say, "See, it ain't my coaching. He just don't want to <laughs> shoot." <laughs> I gave him the green light. He just don't want to shoot. Oh man, so Brett Brown going to chime in. I'm telling you, watch. And the irony is that he's playing against that team tonight. Mm-hmm. Yo, if they, I, I swear, if we see. What's the over-under? What's the over-under that JaVale or Dwight shoots more threes tonight than Ben Simmons? What's the over-under? Oh, God. It's got to be one. It's like 100%. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's got to be one. <laughs> it's got to be the number. got to be one. <laughs> Yo, you got to find one of those five three-point attempts as a still shot. And then oh. you gotta get you gotta get Dwight Howard on the left side, and you gotta get Javel on the right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the best <laughs> best three point shooters in the NBA. Because mind you, two for five is forty percent. Ben, you're not even shooting bad. That's what I'm saying. That's what's even crazy. But Dwight and and they're shooting like centers doing the paint sixty percent. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, LeBron, my dude. How many, how many pick and pops you did with AD? And he's probably shooting like thirty three percent from three. You run some more pick and pops with my man Javale and Dwight, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm a show. Let's <laughs> let's also shout out LeBron for he's eighteen points away from Kobe, Bryant. away from passing Kobe and Philly. Mm. <sighs> wow, LeBron, if, LeBron I, I'm 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 entirely convinced that. There's a method to this man's madness that we don't see because we're not paying attention to it because it doesn't mean that much to us until it's actually about to happen. LeBron pulled his groin. Remember? Mm-hmm. LeBron pulled his groin a certain amount of games ago. And everybody came out and said, what after that game? Oh, all right, well, we're going to try to bring his minutes down. We might not even let him play these next two games in the back-to-back. And what happened? LeBron played those back-to-backs. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody been able to keep him out. Why? I guess LeBron knew what he was on pace to do. Hmm. Hmm. You think LeBron calculated along with his his amazing team, Maverick Carter and all those other guys that you get a chance to pass Kobe in his hometown? Ooh. Do you do you what, think that what? he's 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 that tactical? That they would say, okay, take 25, multiply it times the 14 games until you get to Philadelphia, and you'll be right at 30,000, and you'll be ready to pass Kobe. And LeBron, with that astute photographic memory mind of his, may not have been committed to this already. Mm. Is that possible? Is that possible to you? Do you think that a, a, a player could really forecast that much? Do you, I don't know. I don't know. That. I mean, we call, we call, I mean, not we. I call Jimmy Butler a psychopath all the time. Mm-hmm. And mind you, an article came out that backed me up with the Heat coaches saying he's all right, kind of crazy. So anybody who gets mad at me for saying that Jimmy Butler is a psychopath or he's crazy or anything like that, take it up with the Miami Heat because they agree with me and they're paying him a hundred and some odd million dollars. So I don't really care what your opinion is. It's backed up. The man crazy. Kobe Bryant was a psychopath. Mm. 
to get to um, that elite level, you Michael go crazy. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was a psychopath. Whether and it was in any level of competition. Um, suffice it to say, LeBron James may have enough OCD that he could have tactically potted to make sure that when he gets to Philadelphia, he takes Kobe down. That's crazy. Mm, that I just can't see. I I can't see irony in it. Not with a not with a guy like LeBron who is so good at being at the right place in the right time for the right thing to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like I think like he passed a certain player with a dunk. Like it's crazy. Some of if you look at the coincidences on on the way he he's been moving up the chain and some of the things that he did. Mm-hmm. Like like I think he started shooting one legged step backs when he was approaching Dirk. <laughs> 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 Yo, imagine that. Like, yo, as I pass Dirk, I'm going to just pull out the one-legged step backs. Yeah, that would be crazy. Now, imagine he goes at Kobe because, what, he needs 18, right? He's 18, yeah. So what we what would we consider a Kobe signature style shot? A fadeaway going to the right on the baseline? Fadeaway. And then and then his uh, – yeah, fadeaway. Because, you, know, <laughs> you know, Kobe is the – Kobe used to like – The king of the right baseline fadeaway. He's mm-hmm. going out of bounds. Yep. LeBron does it on the left side. If he does it on the right, and then he does the whole Kobe, like, you know, Kobe slash arm Jordan. extension. Yeah. Uh. Or if he does the, on the right wing, left hand, one dribble pull up into a jumper just above the free throw line, that's still doing the Kobe. Oh, they, now they're showing it. You watching it? You <laughs> Yo, they're basically writing the script for us right now, man. They show you all the Kobe signature. If he breaks out a Kobe signature move to pass him, mm. that's that's a new level of of tactical right there. Mm, yo, I mean, yo, again, but that's that's the beauty of basketball, though, because that's still even 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 in the you know in our mind frame to know that it's kind of corny. It's also kind of dope that you go out. You know what I mean? Passing somebody with one of their moves, that's still kind of fire. So Yeah, no, of course, of course. So, but that also means that when he played in Boston, he because I was looking this up just now. The last the last six games was well, last yeah, last uh five games on January fifteenth against Orlando, he only put up nineteen points in thirty six minutes. Uh that's the game where he had nineteen assists. Um mm-hmm. and then on Boston when they got blown out uh, on January 20th, he only put up 15 points. So I, it's, I, I think it's more coincidence, but again... <laughs> oh, you introduced that, but then you say coincidence. You're a funny guy. Yo, I'm just saying, because, I mean, LeBron normally averages for his career, like, what, 25, 25? 27? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, he's 25, he's 25, 8, and 8. Yeah. That's, so that's again, his tagline. Ask Shannon Sharp. He's 25, 8, and 8. I mean, it's rounding up. But yeah, he's 25-8-8. So when he puts up a 19-point game, when he puts up a 15-point game, it it is an anomaly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. But I don't think, first off, I don't think LeBron wanted to lose those games, the the game that they lost to Boston. There's no way he could have wanted to lose that bad. Maybe he didn't want to have to score a lot. And I think AD played. That was the first game back. They lost to Orlando as well. Yeah, the Orlando game though, that was Orlando came in there and like everything they had in the in the burners got used because yeah. then the Clippers like punched them in the face in the first ten minutes of that game and Orlando never woke back up. Um, 
on that note, we almost wrapping it up, but there's I, there is another player in the whole comeback player of the year situation that I wanted to point out who's my favorite, and I've been, you know, I've been supporting him all year. I'm going to continue to. Shout out to Markel Fultz, man. Shout out to Markel Fultz. It's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. to see this kid. I mean, he just recently had a triple-double. Um, he's been doing a lot of great things this year, and you know what I'm saying? I don't know if he'll ever live up to having been the number one draft pick, but to see him be able to contribute at the level he's had and to see his, again, here we go, Ben. Pull it up. Pull it up. Ben Simmons. Pull it up. Pull up Markel Fultz, who had a broken jump shot. Oh. <laughs> if he got – yo, he definitely got – wait, hold on. I'm going he up. definitely got it. He definitely got it. Yeah, we might He's have, probably we... a cool 30 three-pointers at least ahead of Ben Simmons. Did you just hit a trash can? No, no, no. That was that somebody in the background, but um, <laughs> okay, that sounded. No, because you know, it was a coincidence. It was a coincidental sound effect, considering we're talking about Ben Simmons' jump shot or refusing to use it. His mentality. Oh, is no, he's got way more when it comes to. He's shooting. got. He's twenty. Yeah. He's twenty for seventy-eight. Which probably percentage wise, twenty-five that's to one fourth of them. That's yeah. yes, twenty-five. But still, the fact that Markel Fultz has found the comfort. <laughs> the comfort with a with a broke ass arm, like he had a arm surgery, or shoulder issue that nobody had ever heard of before. Well, he had to nerve come back damage from that and shoot. <laughs> he, depending on what day of the week, he had something going on there that we had never heard of affecting his ability to shoot a basketball. Mm-hmm. So my point is, Ben, you got to do more, bro. So wait, damn, I'm looking at it now because they just they're not leaving this alone. So he's 17 behind Kobe, and 18 would be mm-hmm. when he passes him. Yep. Yeah, man. What a night, man. What a night. Um, as always, it's a pleasure to have you guys join us on Views from the Clutch. If at any time you would like to give us a feedback, you can reach us by leaving a voice note on any of the podcasting platforms where we are hosted. You can message us directly at viewsfromtheclutch at gmail.com. We enjoy and look forward to any and all feedback that you may have about the podcast. You can reach us on social media by tagging Views from the Clutch on Facebook or Instagram. Hope you guys have a wonderful evening. Napier, Gorgie out of the corner, yes sir! Be hard to guard, Dinwiddie kicks it out, Prince gets into the paint, and it rattles in and we're tied. That's two of them, but you're gonna have to, he's gonna try to see.